On this episode of From the Bleachers, I chat with Athletic Director Mike Holmes to get his perspective on how COVID-19 has impacted student-athletes here at St. Ambrose University. We also talk about what the future holds for future sporting events as well. Coming up, right now. Welcome back to From the Bleachers. Today's guest is Athletic Director Mike Holmes, as we will be talking about how COVID-19 has impacted student-athletes here at St. Ambrose University. Mike, thanks for joining me. Well, good to see you again, uh, Carter, or not see you, I guess, at least <laughs> you, uh, via the online format here. Yeah, obviously, we're very grateful to be in this kind of, obviously, this is a, a, a bad situation that has happened throughout the world, but um, it is good uh, that, you know, this kind of technology does exist where, uh, you know, uh, teachers and and coaches and and everybody can communicate with each other um still just obviously as this is happening um so what has been your obviously initial reaction to um sports around the world kind of being put on halt as well as uh you know student athletes here at SAU uh you know putting their seasons uh basically basically just canceling them I'd say the most significant reaction i've had has been closer to home here i mean we were literally uh, on the doorstep of the national championship for cheer and dance that we were hosting for the NAIA. We had teams here, our kids were ready to go. Our cheer and dance had both qualified number one out of their regions. They felt like they had a very good chance for national championships. And then it just, the house of cards just kind of collapsed. And so Anybody who's participated as a senior, either in high school or college in anything, to have the opportunity just taken at the last possible moment, and all of a sudden you don't get your final event, you don't get your senior night, you don't really even get the finish to your senior year. It's just, I was just devastated for the, for the kids. And not only are, I mean, it's just for us, for us, the, you know, the United States puts quite a emphasis on sport. And just that uh, sinking feeling for those kids, especially the seniors, were affected by that. But uh, in, in reaction to the overall, you know, I, I think that it shows how significant sport is in our culture in that when the NBA uh, canceled the remaining part of their schedule, that was kind of a tipping point for a lot of things to start happening, uh, not only in sport, but everywhere else. And, you know, I, I, I think that uh, when things are taken away from you, that you start to see their significance uh, as part of a, a role in your life. And I obviously work in athletics, so it's a, even a little bit more so for me, but it's been strange days indeed. I mean, it's just uh, like nothing I think anybody ever anticipated could happen, but here we are, and now it's a matter of how we respond. Yeah, and I, I kind of like what you were mentioning with the cheer and dance competition. I remember I was actually uh, I I work for MC Twenty Two, so we cover you know local sports around the area. We were going to actually cover that event, and I remember we pretty much just got completely set up, and we were asking ourselves, you know, is, is this going to happen? Because we started noticing things were obviously progressing with the COVID nineteen situation, and then we found out. Um, basically that it was indeed canceled. And I remember as I was, you know, tearing down cameras, I, I could look 
um, at the participants' uh, faces, uh, both from cheer and dance. And obviously, I mean, you could just see it on their face. They were absolutely devastated, kind of like you mentioned. So, I mean, yeah, you just feel, you have to feel bad for all the athletes that are involved. Yeah, we, we really were doing everything possible to save that, not only uh, from a, a participant and spectator safety point where we were, you know, if you walk through our building at, uh, during those times, it smelled like a hospital. I mean, our, our facility staff was doing a tremendous job of, they were sanitizing everything, handrails, bathrooms, uh, bleachers, and they were doing a tremendous job. We kept trying to then say to the NAIA when we were doing conference calls, look, we're, we're set, we're ready to go. All the kids are here, we might as well go now. And then yep. the, the first domino was the banquet got canceled on Thursday night. And we thought, okay, that's an acceptable loss. And then uh, the fans were going to be limited to six per uh, participant. I thought that was good news because then we were still looking like we were going to save the, the event. Mm-hmm. And then 11 o'clock that morning, I think it really, honestly, I can't speak for the NAI, but I think once the uh, Big Ten basketball canceled its tournament, the Ivy League at that point had canceled its tournament, it, it was kind of then a matter of time. You hope you just survived uh, long enough to get the event in, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. And uh, obviously I know it, it could still be, um, you know, pretty early um, to kind of, uh, you know, have this option, but what is it looking like for next year's sporting events? Obviously having to follow the CDC's regulations, obviously right now it's, it's very limited. Only 10 people um, are allowed to be technically in uh in one space so i mean how's that going to work for sports especially uh big sports like football for next year if, if you take the two opposite ends of the spectrum uh you've got one which is you know americans are not a patient bunch of people and so they're clamoring now to get out of their quarantine when really it hasn't been very long honestly yeah. it's just not that difficult uh, but people are clamoring to get out and so we already have governors who are starting to think, well, how can we start getting this back to normal and even having that conversation as, as, as early as the beginning of May? I think the other side of that spectrum, the 10 side of that, if you will, is realistically in Iowa, for example, we're not supposed to spike until the end of April, beginning of May. And so you have to start thinking what's going to happen with your fall sports you know, summer camps even. I mean, I, I think our, our summer camps are probably done, but we're right now telling our coaches they can at least pencil one in for July. Yeah. And then we'll let participants know if it's going to happen. But I think realistically we've got to be starting to think about modified schedules for the fall. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And um, has has offering an extra year of eligibility for the – obviously the people that – um you know, the, the participants or the student athletes that kind of have their season cut short, has that been an option or is that kind of not um, so much uh, really out, like, like necessary at the NAIA level? Well, it's an option for us. I mean, so uh, the, the, the spring athletes are not going to be charged with that particular season, but let's be realistic, Carter. I mean, you know, the type of kid that goes here, Yep. Um, they're interested in getting their degree. Their sport is important to them. They'll play it the best they can for their years. But they're, when they're done, they're done. I, yep. in my, I think it's be very low percentage of kids who are going to say, well, 
you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to go back for my, you know, last year of lacrosse or bowling or uh, baseball, whatever, just because they, we have the kids here have other things to do with their lives. I yeah. mean, and so I think most of them are going to move on. Now, here's the, the interesting potential in all this. So the NCAA is saying, you don't, you don't use your year of eligibility, but to get your fifth year, you need to come back here to your original school. If you transfer, then it won't follow you. And so uh, NAI can obviously do what they want, but let's take a situation where uh, a fourth year kid is graduating and now they want to uh, come to us for graduate school. And will the NAIA honor that eligibility? Right now they're saying no, but I think it's a question they're going to have to, to wrestle with because that's a realistic possibility. Mm-hmm. I got to, yeah. Somebody wants to use that, that fourth year uh, because they're going to be coming to school here anyway. So um, that part is, is something that could happen. Okay. And uh, I know just a couple of days ago, I think that I believe it was the CDC uh, basically said that professional sporting events um, is a real possibility that, uh, they won't see fans in their arenas until uh, fall of 2021. Obviously, it's a down a downscale here at Ambrose. But I mean, is it realistic that maybe you know if if sports do come back in the fall, that um, maybe for the first few months that you know those events like volleyball um, and you know things like that are just held without fans? I think it's a I think it's a definite possibility, especially if there is a a precedent that's set. So. From and you probably hear even more than I do, uh, but uh, my understanding is that Major League Baseball, for example, they'd probably be the pioneer in all this because it's really their season that is in most question right now. You know, hockey's done, basketball's done, football has until fall. So baseball is talking about you know putting all of them at a at a spring training complex in Arizona, for example, and running their games without fans. Uh, it sounds like. Um, uh, Fauci, the doctor who's kind of the main advisor on it, is saying that that's even a, a pretty good possibility as long as they continue to int- test the uh, the workers and the athletes. So that's going to be. It's, I think that that precedent's going to get set somewhere along the line before we have to think about it. But I think you're on track. I think it's um, either either schedules get shortened or if they go off when they normally would. It's very possible that the at least for those first ones that the the fans would be either limited or eliminated altogether. Okay, and uh, obviously we are getting into the summertime, and that's when uh, a lot of the recruiting happens. Obviously, you know, football and stuff recruits at other times during the the year, just because the team is so massive. But w- what is that looking like for uh, teams now? Are they are they communicating with uh, potential uh, student athletes uh, like with Zoom or WebEx, kind of like that? W- uh, what we're doing today. Yeah, we're doing, I guess, as much as probably you humanly can. So our coaches are tasked right now with a kind of a twofold responsibility. One, you got to continue to reach out to their own people. Uh, They've got to get workouts to their current athletes. They've got to touch base with their current athletes because really for a university at this point, retaining who you have is pretty important. And so that's one of our goals that we've been really talking about as uh, I have online conversations with our coaches. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. I just saw a video yesterday of our women's soccer players all doing their own little, like some kind of crazy dance thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even understand uh, social media very well, but they were all uh, 
doing their individual uh, in a montage of a, of a particular dance. So stuff like that, that that's, that's helpful to that. Let's kids know we're still thinking about them and, and encourage them to come back to us. Now recruiting, really everybody's on the same footing. You know, it, it's everybody's trying to recruit the, the athletes in the same mode right now. So that part, I don't think is too difficult. Our coaches are pretty good recruiters. They're out there on the phones. They're on online like uh, you and I are here today. And we're even still bringing people to campus uh, the, for those who want to come and do it. They come, they stay apart from their coach. The coach walks them around. They get the best sense they can of our facilities and, and the culture, even though there are no students here. And so we're, we're full, full force and still trying to do all of our recruiting. The problem is, maybe don't people don't think about even though i originally had said well kids have got to go somewhere so let's let's stay on them but realistically there are a lot of of financial question marks in a lot of families at this particular Mm -hmm. point so some might be thinking that gap year where we say we gotta we gotta you know circle the wagons and get our finances back in order before we start thinking about a commitment to college and so that's that's realistic so you would have to say reasonably that the, the total pool of available athletes has got to be significantly diminished around the country yep. because there's just going to be people in that boat. Has, has it been a possibility that you've uh, been thinking about or just kind of have maybe anticipated that this could be a factor is that, you know, we don't see uh, sporting events at all next year and even maybe until uh, the springtime, obviously, because that will be a year past, and that's kind of when they're uh, anticipating that there will be a vaccine. Obviously, that's a wild number. It could be earlier. It could be later. So, I mean, w- I just want to get your thought on that. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not thought that far ahead because I, I've continued to think, like, for example, Iowa still <laughs> – and I don't think this is realistic, but they're still operating under the guise that they're going to bring public high schools back in May 1. Mm. Uh, so as long as those things continue to exist like that, I don't think economies around the country are going to survive isolation that long. And so I've not, I haven't even thought that there wouldn't be sports. I thought there could be modified fall sports, but it's never got onto my radar. Maybe I'm just being an optimist that I think two things. One, I'm hoping that uh, hot weather uh, helps. Uh, maybe that diminishes the virus. I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that with all of the brilliant people around the world uh, who are no doubt working on a vaccine that a year is maybe I'm hoping that that is an overestimate uh, or oversell under what was it? What I can't think of the, the expression on that. Um, oh yeah, it's it's under promise, over deliver, and so I'm I'm hoping that we do have a vaccine before that. Um, and then I guess finally, I think at some point, I've always kind of had July one in my head for whatever reason. I I believe that at at that point, just for so economies don't collapse. We almost have to start working back slowly toward normalcy. And, and so I think that would, if, if that happens, that puts us in a pretty good window for trying to get, you know, fall sports off the ground in, a, in at least some format. So to be honest with your question, no, I have not considered that we will not have a full season or a fall season of sports at this point. And maybe by July one, I have to rethink that. Yeah. And, 
hopefully uh sports around the world can uh come back but yeah just a matter of uh uh, being realistic or not so uh, mike really appreciate you uh joining uh, the podcast today obviously uh in dir- uh, different circumstances so i really appreciate it yeah carter the next time we'll talk let's let's talk about some games <laughs> yeah and, uh, and, uh, but uh, no you're, uh, you always have thoughtful questions i appreciate you and uh i i did uh i did laugh not laugh i i mused i guess a little bit when this first started i i thought what are my sports journalists going to even talk about? I mean, there's <laughs> so many human interest stories you can do, but uh, I think it's a challenge for everybody. And certainly uh, folks in your uh, area have are feeling that as well. But I hope everything goes well for you and you stay safe too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode and all the episodes of the From the Bleachers podcast this year. I've enjoyed interviewing these special sports guests here at St. Ambrose University. Hopefully, you all stay safe and healthy during these uncertain times. Again, thank you for joining me on this special journey.